I think just to recognize the power of nature to heal us. It's so exciting, fun, and fascinating to be talking to the super talented Laura Powers this week. As well as being a nature lover, Laura is a celebrity psychic, a business coach, an author of seven books, a chart-topping podcaster, an actor, model, singer, and a movie award judge. Laura invited me as a guest onto her health podcast, Healing Powers, on the subject of the healing power of nature and then encouraged me forcefully to start this podcast. She was right, of course, and it has been a very rewarding experience. So grab a cup of tea and find out how plants and animals wish to connect to us. When on the nature walk, Laura told us that Vincent, our year-old mini pony, is very psychic. How fun is that? Welcome, the angelic, Laura Powers. Hi, Laura. It's lovely to speak to you today in Colorado in Golden. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much. It's fabulous to be here. Good. It's lovely and sunny in Kimbara. Have you the sun out in Colorado? Yes, it's very sunny. And I have to say that I'm very happy to be here during this time when we're in lockdown because we have over 300 days of sun a year. So (laughs) you're going to be stuck at a place that's nice to be in a sunny place. (laughs) Lovely. Yes. So we're in the COVID-19 lockdown era, if anybody's listening in the future. We might speak a little bit about that. Is there some message that we're being given by nature with this kind of lockdown and this general grinding to a halt? Oh, absolutely. I think there's many spiritual messages and and reasons for this. I, I also believe there's always a silver lining to everything. And so whatever we perceive to be bad, there is something you know, good that can come out of it for us. But certainly in terms of nature, I think there's huge things. Uh, I think we're being asked to slow down, to, you know, go internal and really analyze and think about what's important. And then of course, we're being asked to honor nature and the planet. I mean, it's so interesting that as this has happened, so much pollution has gone away. Nature has returned to places, you know, animals that where they haven't been. (laughs) It's happened very quickly, like in a month, you know, or less. And so I think the earth and nature is asking us to honor her and just be more thoughtful and less kind of selfish and self-oriented in that way. And then I think uh, this is also time for us to go within, to be creative. Um, I think a lot of creativity is happening right now during this time when, you know, sort of industry is slowed down and, and people have more time and also a lot of healing, a focus on health. I think, you know, it's fascinating that in a lot of business is kind of counter to health actually. And now a lot of people are suddenly like, oh my gosh, health is important. <laughs> Maybe we should focus on this. And so I think there's a lot of messages here from from nature for us. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I mean, Laura was great inspiring this podcast, really, from it being on her own podcast, Healing Powers. And then you named the episode Nature Magic. So (laughs) thank you for the name. How did you really first realize that you were a nature lover? Oh my goodness. And first of all, let me just say we were talking about this just before we started recording about one of the amazing things during this time for me is I'm, I'm very close to nature. I can walk to a park in two blocks and go hiking from my house and see the mountains. And 
it's so healing. So I think just to recognize the power of nature to heal us and how you can immediately feel better when you connect with animals or trees and, you know, the wild. So I think for me, I've always loved, um, plants and gardens in particular just always have been very drawn and animals. Like I was a horse lover as a girl, grew up riding horses, loved animals of all kinds. And so I think I've always felt connected. And then as I developed my psychic abilities, fairies started to show up. And for me, you know, fairies are like the the guardian angels of the plant and animal kingdom. So I was really drawn in very quickly into that magical aspect of nature as well. Oh, that's so wonderful. We're so lucky that we can go out. Um, we have a farm here, obviously, and it is going to be very hard for the people stuck in their houses and in cities. So we really are blessed that we can go out and get healed by nature. And it's surprising how quickly things are healing with the you know, lack of pollution and the wildlife turning up in the, all these strange places. So that is a very positive thing about this um, period of history, I suppose. You told me before that you started to learn to play polo. Oh, yes. We have a world-class polo center just outside of Denver here. And I went to a polo fest, which is a music and polo festival, and took my first lesson and really loved it. And yeah, it was a wonderful kind of combination of the love of horses and, you know, kind of a fun sport and being out in this beautiful area. So yeah, I love the, the opportunity to connect. And what's your favorite plant or animal? Sure. Well, I think rather than just one type of one particular plant, I just have to say trees as a whole. Like trees mm-hmm. are amazing. You know, I just think they're so uh, wise and very healing. I mean, you can literally lean up against a tree, you know, sit or sit at the base of it and just feel the strength that you receive from that tree. And, you know, they, I do feel that they have a consciousness and an intelligence and they do so much for us, you know, in addition to providing shade and shelter, they and give us oxygen. Yeah. I mean, you know, then we make things from wood and uh, we can use leaves for many different things, you know, to fertilize the soil. And so I just feel like there's such an incredible plants. Um, so I love trees as a whole. Of course, flowers are also amazing. You know, we literally wouldn't have food without <laughs> the flowers. Most of our food uh, is because of, of various types of flowers. And then in terms of, of animals, I've always felt a deep connection with horses. As I mentioned, I, I just feel they're really incredible creatures. Of course, I love dogs and cats. And who doesn't? You do some psychic readings for pets and dogs yes. and animals, I believe. I do feel very connected with cats in particular. Uh, in fact, it, even before I was working as a psychic, I, I would have this thing where I would, you know, walk into someone's house and the cat would start purring, rubbing up against me and I'd, you know, pet the cat and then the owners would be like, oh my gosh, that cat never likes anyone. Yeah, that, <laughs> well, like, that happens with our cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. She's very shy and she went straight up to Laura and sat on her lap. <laughs> yeah. So I just feel I've always been connected and uh, with cats in particular. I love them very much. And and actually I have past lives where I was a cat. So there are, you know, some people that have been animals and vice versa, some animals that have been humans in past incarnations. And when you've been in a particular form, I think you understand that form and sometimes have more of an affinity or connection with those that are in that form. So That's yeah, I think I feel very connected with cats for, for that reason. <laughs> 
And because we have, well, we have a fairy woodland here at the Borough Nature Sanctuary and the townland is Clunasee, which means Meadow of the Fairies. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about the fairies? Fairies are, you know, incredibly magical. They can be in this realm, but they can also go into their own realm. And the message that I've gotten about the sort of history of that is that fairies and humans used to be in the same realm all the time. But there started to be some things that happened with humans attacking fairies and, and fairy realm beings. And they, they basically kind of retreated into their own realm. And they can go back and forth, but they're not here all the time like they used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there used to be a lot more of a connection between humans and fairies. And fairies, as a result of that, are not trusting of everyone. So if you feel a connection with the fairies and you see them, that's very special because that doesn't happen with all humans. They, they choose who they connect with and, and are very selective. And they like to connect with people who love and respect uh, the natural realm, you know, plants and animals, and also who usually have a life purpose or mission or doing something for the natural realm as well. Yeah, wonderful. And I mean, our own poet Yeats wrote a huge book called Fairy and Folk Tales of Ireland. And it was all interviews with people in Ireland in the last hundred years that had spoken to or seen fairies. So you can get that out of the library if anybody's interested. <laughs> Lovely. Do you have any suggestions for positive actions that we can do to help nature? Absolutely. So, you know, it's so fascinating to me because. It makes sense, but generally speaking, those things that are bad for us <laughs> are also bad for nature. Yeah. And so the, the, one of the things I frequently don't understand is, you know, do we want to feel good? Then we should also, <laughs> you know, do things that are good for nature. So just being aware of those things. And I think so often there are things we can do just slightly differently that are going to have a much more positive impact. I think making choices of using renewable resources and getting solar panels or things like that. Those are are things that are relatively easy for us to do, um, but can make a huge impact in the amount of uh, carbon uh, footprints and pollution in the air, for example, making sustainable choices. And the other thing uh, that I think is, is being brought to attention here, particularly during this COVID-19, you know, coronavirus situation is, you know, eating and consuming things that are created locally, because that automatically has a smaller carbon impact because there's less travel and fuel and things needed for things to travel from place to place. And then you're supporting your your local economy as well. So I think there's many wonderful aspects of that. And I think that locally grown food is going to have a much bigger uh, impact and it's going to, there's going to be a lot more of that now because of, of some of these things that are happening. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are growing their own food at the moment as well. I'm certainly doing more in the Yeah, I know you had planted some seeds. How are your seeds doing? Yes. Yes. They are going great. And it's so fun. I feel there was a little bit of nature magic happening because I planted several seeds and the seed packet said, you know, 10 to 15 days before uh, 
they sprout. And some of them came up and were very visible in a day and a half. Like I just could hardly believe it, you know? And I was like, it's magic because it's literally like, I just could, I've, even as a kid, I remember planting seeds and I never had anything sprout up, you know, that quickly. And especially because the packets, you know, the packets say how quickly they germinate. Um, yeah. So I just thought that's amazing. And I, every day I talk to the plants and I'm like, I, I love you. I'm so excited for you. And I think that there are so many studies that show that, plants respond to you in that way. And, and not just in a positive way, but if you are negative to the plants, they also are stunted and, you know, kind of sickly and don't grow very yeah, well. So yeah. we have an incredible influence on, you know, the nature that's around us. And there's that famous book, The Secret Life of Plants, but they did a, an experiment in Ikea recently where they had two plants in the lobby and there was a sign saying, be very nice to this plant and talk to it and tell it nice things and be rude to this plant and mean. Yeah, and the plant that they were really mean to shriveled up. So. I know I felt so badly for that plant, but I but I think it was a very valuable experiment for it people to really see. Yeah, and I believe that plants are intelligent. I believe they have feelings. You know, there's um, also some evidence to show that when when they're distressed or under stress, that plants emit a very mm-hmm. high frequency, very very quiet noise that you know we can't hear as humans. Uh, we're not attuned to that frequency, but yes, they are conscious. They're aware. I think they communicate with each other in a way that most people don't understand. So plants are amazing. And I think we often dismiss things just because we don't understand that form of life or intelligence very well. Exactly. Because also they might be operating on a different time scale. Um, For instance, trees, you know, they're so slow to grow and plants. Mm -hmm look like they're just you know sat there but it, if you actually speed up the film you can see they're moving towards the sun and the trees are moving mm-hmm. around um, yes absolutely we can look at them from different aspects yeah and i think as technology develops there'll be even more and more things that we learn about plants that are amazing <laughs> yeah. and and hopefully that we have more respect i mean i just i think it literally is magic that you plant this little seed in the ground that's been in a you know, packet of paper for years or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. And then suddenly it's, you know, it's this plant. It's incredible. Did you have any favorite or inspiring nature books that you had come across in your life? Oh, yes. There's one that comes to mind. And it's not probably what someone would think of a nature book, but it was, um, it was about a type of nature. So when I was growing up, uh, I had a book called Be Nice to Spiders. <laughs> And it was all about spiders and how spiders are good and they, you know, keep bugs away. And, and I I just never forgot that book. And then as I got older, I came to realize that spider spirit guide is one of my guides. And, and it's really fascinating because I always had spiders around me, like in strange ways. Like, you know, we'd be playing a board game and Laura, my mom would say, Laura, there's a spider in your hair. <laughs> There'd be a spider crawling. Or I'd, I'd feel something tickling on my stomach and I'd lift up my shirt and there would be a spider. And this kind of thing happened like frequently. And I never got bitten. It wasn't, ever, it wasn't scary, although sometimes it would startle me just because I wouldn't expect for there to be a spider in my hair on my stomach or whatever. But, but what uh, does spider symbolize? Does it symbolize anything in particular? Yeah, spider symbolizes manifesting. 
uh, creativity and writing in particular. Mm. So you think of a spider weaving its web and like creating in that way, kind of weaving a web of destiny and manifesting. And you're an author yourself with a few books. Yeah. Yes. And and by the way, this was all happening before I was a a writer, a published author. And they also, if you see um, like big, say dark or black spiders, those can, those are, can be a sign of eliminating toxins from your life. Um, So yeah, there, you know, I do believe we receive messages through the universe, through nature all the time. And, and certain animals will show up when we need a particular message. And it was fascinating with spiders because when I was getting my um, psychic training, I learned more about this. Um, but there was a moment in my life that was very significant where I was getting together with a man who would later become my ex-husband and provide me with a very strong learning experience. <laughs> and I was walking to the coffee shop and I thought of, you know, some kind of bug went in my ear and it wasn't until I got to the coffee shop um, and the bug came out that I learned it was a spider. So I had a spider in my ear for about an hour until I, I I finally, I started to eat something and that irritated him and then he came out. Um, So if you ever get a bug in your ear, maybe try eating and chewing and seeing (laughs) that makes a difference. But later, later when I was opening up my psychic abilities and learning about this, it was like, oh my gosh, spider spirit guide was literally trying to talk to me by going in my ear. Like you can't get a more strong symbol than that. And that was at the time when I was meeting my, my, the man that would be my ex-husband and I was psychically shutting down. And so I think my guides were like, don't do it. Listen, 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 listen. So, you know, um, spiders are a very, very you know, yeah, strong spirit guide. If they're showing up for you, you know, pay attention to that. Um, they're hopeful animals. (laughs) I think a lot of people don't like spiders. Yeah. But they aren't creative and important. They are. Yeah. And and it was amazing to watch a spider make its web. And so, but that just was a very uh, important part of me kind of understanding as I was learning about my psychic abilities, like the way that we get messages for our life through nature. Yeah. And so your, your first book that you remember um, was about the spider. And I remember the first book I ever read, I I still remember taking it down out of the bookcase and it was called Ned the Lonely Donkey. (laughs) And we now have five donkeys in the field. So I don't know if there are any spirit guides, but they're definitely beautiful. Oh, that's great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, I think kids so automatically connect with the natural realm. We're, you know, so drawn to it. And then as we grow older, we just, we kind of get disconnected and, I think it's so important to stay connected and it keeps us grounded and it keeps us focused on, I think what's really important as well. So I'm so glad you have the sanctuary because Mm -hmm. I feel that helps people maintain that connection. So the last question I had is if you had a magic wand, which you probably do, what one thing (laughs) would you you do for the planet right now? Mm. That is such a good question. I think all right, that's hard because there's kind of two things. So I guess I'll just say them both because I'm getting to say them both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the, the one is the pollution and, and that includes air pollution and, you know, trash, the amount of trash that's generated every day by the average person is, is astounding. And, and also I think can be changed fairly easily with some, some minor adjustments with how we operate. And then the other one would be just something we were kind of talking about already, but it was just for people to really appreciate and respect nature more. I think so often we disregard it and then also 
some people almost feel like they have to conquer it or something mm-hmm. instead of understanding that we are a part of it. And it's a, you know, it's a collaboration. And, um, and in particular with plants, like I find that a lot of people just completely discount plants and their intelligence. And, you know, in the past, we had a lot more, I think, respect for mm-hmm. plants and what they can provide for us and kind of herbal magic and healing and things like that. And I think we're starting to kind of circle back to it, but I would just love for that to increase even more and, yeah. and not use as much like synthetic approaches, but really just, you know, the heart of the plant, because a lot of times you can synthesize something that may be found in a plant, but it doesn't have the whole kind of magical aspects mm-hmm. to it. And I think it, it loses a lot when you do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then just appreciating, you know, sometimes I, I the other day I posted on social media and images of uh, tulip fields from above. And if you've ever had the experience of flying in a plane, like I, I, when I was flying into Amsterdam, I could see that. And it is breathtaking, yes. you know, to see what nature can create from, like you said, a macro or micro perspective yeah. sometimes just gives you this like incredible perspective and the color. I mean, I, I've been, I posted that because I feel a lot of people are very down right now with coronavirus and this, it just immediately, everyone was like, oh, that just made me so much happier. Yeah. <laughs> so the colors that nature can provide are, you know, so yeah, incredible. Really, so thank you so much, Laura, for talking to us. And I really have to tell everybody that Laura encouraged me to do the podcast and I did how to start a podcast webinar with Laura. So she's a business yeah, a brilliant business coach as well. Did you want to tell us a little bit about what you're doing at home now? Sure. So I, when all this started, just got the message that people could really use a lot of support with, you know, how can we connect uh, from home? And of course, technology really does help us with that. So I've been doing this kind of coaching and support for a while with launching podcasts and starting online businesses and things like that. And I just, I've been doing a lot more uh, just because I feel like people really need this right now. And also, this is a time when I believe many people are being realigned. So this happened for me during the recession, where during, you know, prior to the recession, I was working in government and politics, was not tuned into my intuition or psychic abilities at all. And then everything that wasn't aligned with me was taken away. So my my job and my work, my house, my marriage, <laughs> my way of living, you know, my health even because I wasn't living in alignment and then therefore I developed physical health issues. And so that was a really challenging time for me. Uh, and I have so much compassion for people who have lost so many things during this time. But it was also a, a huge blessing in disguise because everything that I lost was something that I needed to lose for my highest good and, and to live the life that I'm leaving now, which is leading now, which is so much better. Like the life that I lead now is like magical and fun and, you know, I, it's adventurous compared to what I was living then. So I'm encouraging everyone to start whatever it is, you know, that they feel to start a podcast, a business, you know, some kind of creative venture. And also just to share with people that, you know, you don't have to figure it all out to start. So when I started, I really didn't know what I was doing. I started my podcast before I even thought of myself as, you know, practicing psychic, but it just kind of developed and into a place to share that as well on my, when as I moved along my journey. So don't feel like you have to figure it all out or know everything to start. Just start and you learn as you go. And I think so many people are being guided to do this right now. 
I've had several clients who I've been for like years been saying, start a podcast, start a podcast, start a podcast. And now they are <laughs> because yeah. they have more time, you know, well, thank you or so much for being so business. generous. Yeah. With your advice. Oh yeah. Um, you're welcome. Yeah. It feels important. And so, yeah, if you're listening to this and you're considering it, I just say really go for it. It's so rewarding yeah. to connect with people and everyone has something that they have to offer. So. Yeah, it is really it is <laughs> rewarding. And there's that phrase, I think you might've been speaking about it on your podcast, start ugly, which means just yes. go and start. So the very first episode I did of this, I was in the office and my voice sounds quite you know, echoey. And so that was my first learning experience. <laughs> and, I, yeah. still, you know, it's still not brilliant at interviewing people, but people who have agreed to speak to me are just so wonderful that it's such a valuable thing to do anyway. Oh, I think you're great. And I think, <laughs> I think people feel the intent and, you know, authenticity. And I think that's the most important thing. People will forgive technical things, you know, but if your heart is in the right place, people love that. And I think that shines through with you, Mary, and people will love your show. <laughs> so much. Yeah. I mean, this is just really, I wanted to give a voice for nature. So, um, mm. and talk to people who are, want to shout, stand up on the podium and shout for nature. So thank you very mm. much for doing that today, Laura, and for taking your time and your busy schedule. Um, yeah. and if anybody wants to get in touch with Laura, all the um, links will be in the show notes. Yeah. And I'm just going to say, you know, feel free to reach out with me. I'm on Instagram, very active, Laura Powers 44. Send me a DM or email me or whatever. I'd love to hear from people. Thank you for listening to the Nature Magic Podcast. Please feel free to get in touch for any reason whatsoever. We would love to hear suggestions as to who you would like to hear speaking on the podcast or any other questions. I will put my email in the show notes. Please visit the Borough Nature Sanctuary website at www.bns.ie and follow us on Facebook and Instagram to find out all about us. We welcome contributions towards our conservation projects and animal adoptions. Links to these can be found on the website shop page. And we also sell some beautiful locally sourced Irish gifts, such as wild Atlantic seaweed baths, avoca rugs and Irish fairy tales. We have gift cards for entrance when we are open again. All support is greatly appreciated. We will be back next Monday. Stay safe.